Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and I am on a mission to liberate people to their authentic power and ideal self-expression. So what's a people pleaser? Well, those of us who are people pleasers are usually very loving and kind. We're empathetic. We also tend to prioritize other people's needs over our own, which leaves us feeling not seen and not heard. We're great at anticipating the needs of others and often put ourselves in second place. We're great doers and nurturers, and we often have the role of keeping the peace, whether it's in our families or in the workplace. Well, the first thing I wanna share with you is that there's nothing wrong with you. But we do wanna take some of these qualities of people pleasing that we focus so much on other people and turn them onto ourselves first, which turns them into our superpower. To find out more, listen to this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I want to share with you one of my favorite tools. It's a big one, and so stay with me as I unpack it. It's got four components to it, but it's not complicated. And so I know you'll be able to follow the flow of how this is going to work. And this is really, not to overstate it, but this is really the tool that solves every problem. I don't care what the problem is. I've never coached anyone that this formula, if you want to call it that, this process, I hate the word formula, so I'm not going to call it that. We'll call it a process, um, works as a framework to figure out how to solve any problem. In fact, I'm going to create a whole digital course around it because this is obviously something that's big enough to solve everything, deserves the time and attention for you to really get the most out of it. But I wanted to introduce it to everybody here on this podcast. So I call it the fourfold path. I've called it some other things over the last year or two because I've never quite come up with the words that I think describe it perfectly, but this is what we're going with now, the fourfold path, because it's four components that all need to be in harmony or alignment would be another way to think about that in order for something to work in your life, which is why when something is not working in your life, you can go to these four components to figure out what's out of alignment, what's not working and why. And then you use the others to find the solution in it. So let me describe these to you and we'll use a problem, you know, as an example. So the fourfold path consists of desire, feelings, thoughts, and action. And I hope that the neighbors pounding upstairs wasn't too loud for you right there. But anyway, I was a little distracted by it myself. So desire, feelings, thoughts, and action. And when we get those four things into alignment with each other and what we want, then 
we get in flow. We can get momentum, even when we have very complex, very difficult things or very sort of, you know, whatever you want to say, hard, classically stressful things like a move or leaving a relationship or starting a relationship or having a baby or, you know, any of these big life events, changing careers, you know, whatever it is. If you can look at where you're feeling stressed about it, even when it's something you want, like we'll just use having a baby since I said that. Obviously, having a baby is very stressful. Once you have the baby, there's a lot of things that happen. And if you feel like parenthood is your problem, right? It feels like it's overwhelming. You're afraid you're not doing a good enough job. Whatever it is that's making it a problem, then we look at that under the lens of these four things. So we'll start with desire, not that there's a hierarchy. So that's why I'm calling it a fourfold. It's just, it's four things that fold together <laughs> or unfold together, I guess, depend on what, depending on whether it's opening into the solution or closing down into the problem. But these four things all need to be in sync. So let's look at desire. Well, if you desired to have a child, hopefully that hasn't changed, even if you're having a bad day, right? So it's like, okay, no, my desire's still there. Now here's where desire gets out of whack. I once took a job that was a great promotion for me and a job that I thought was my dream job, okay? I had wanted this job for like 10 years. I left the company, did something else for a while, came back to the company at a lower position. And then within about, I guess, a year and a half, maybe two years, it was less than two years, I got offered this promotion. And so I was just like, woohoo. I mean, I was lobbying the leadership team. I was doing all my things to get this promotion. I really wanted it. I really felt like it was a desire for me because it had been a desire for me several years before. So I took the job and within weeks, I'm in the middle of a meditation and I just get this very clear message. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. It doesn't happen to me all the time for sure. But every now and then I get a very clear message for me. It's like an internal, it's almost like a voice in my head, kind of like that. And, but it's a very specific thing. Like I can feel that it's my higher self telling me something. And it, the message was that I didn't want to manage people anymore professionally. I just didn't want the job of being anybody's manager. Well, this was a really big management role I had just taken. So that message kind of comes to me. I'm in meditation. So I'm kind of, if you don't, if you're not a big meditator, when you've been in meditation for a little while, and this was a long meditation, I'm sure I had been meditating for at least 30 minutes, probably closer to an hour. When you've been in meditation for a long time like that, you kind of, it's kind of like having a massage and you've got that massage mind, you know, where you're kind of just like out of it. So I have this very clear thought, you know, message in my head that I need to stop managing people, that I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm just kind of, I'm in bliss. I've been in this meditation and I have that thought and it's like, great. And, you know, I'm kind of coming back to my real world. And I was like, wait, what? I don't want to manage people anymore. I 
just took a promotion where I have a lot of people to manage. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Because I knew it. I knew it was the truth. And what I realized was that that was an old dream and I hadn't reevaluated it before I went, you know, begging my leadership team to give me this promotion to really check in deeply enough to ask the question, is this still a desire for me? So sometimes we can get off on other people's desires. We can go on a path where we're losing weight for somebody else, or we're saving money because somebody else thinks we should, or we're buying a house because somebody else thinks we should, or we're going on a career path because somebody else thinks we should, whatever. That happens too. We can get off on other people's desires and sort of like make them our own, but they're really not. And your higher self at some point is not going to let you get away with it. So mine worked with me very quickly on that one. And I realized, you know, this was not my dream job anymore. And so I needed to figure out a really respectful way for me, for me and for my company. I mean, I didn't want to let them down and it's not like it was their fault that I had outgrown my dream. So, you know, I just kind of had to work internally on my own sort of exit strategy. And then life ended up providing an exit strategy. I didn't even have to figure it out. It just, you know, came together in a very serendipitous way. So that's the catch with desire. Like the, on the one hand, you might be in it and you're fine. Like, oh, I'm going to go back to the baby situation. Of course, this is a super over-idealized a metaphor having a baby. But anyway, it's it's a good one for people to most people to relate to at least the idea of it, even if you don't want to have children. So if I'm back to that, I'm like, oh yep, I still, you know, that's my desire. That's great. Okay. So why am I th- that one's in check? Let me go to the next one. Okay. And this is what how I want you to think of it. You don't have to go in any sort of order. You don't have to start with desire. You, you know, there's no order to it. But you want to look at where am I getting out of balance? Is it desire? Is it my thoughts? Is it my feelings? Is it my actions? So now I'll go to thoughts. Okay, so I probably have, as a new mother, a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts about probably not being a good enough mother, not doing a good enough job, about how tired I am, about how crazy my baby's making, and then feeling guilty about how crazy my baby's making me. You know, so our thoughts. If we're in alignment with the desire, it's usually our thoughts that get us off track first and make us feel like there's a problem. So again, this problem can have a kind of is could be multi multi-dimensional. In other words, you can be following a dream and have a problem in that, right? Like you just can't seem to get yourself to follow through on the action or you know you're just not feeling it anymore where did that feeling go where did the enthusiasm go right so that's what you've got to you've got to look at each of these things so if you've got a lot of stressful thoughts about it that's going to trigger around to these other things once you start having stressful thoughts you will be having stressful feelings you will not be able to take action once you start having diminishing thoughts this will happen a lot of times in weight loss or something that's supposed to be good for us. Uh, Not that I think weight loss is always, I think weight loss is highly overrated, but there may be some things you want to change about your health and that's great. And so you've got the desire there, as long as it's yours, like check in with that and make sure you're not doing it for culture 
you know, for patriarchy, because patriarchy, the patriarchy started all diets, all diets were started by men uh, who had their own idea about not all diets since all time. Okay. But the, like the kind of beginning in the fifties of the, of diet culture in the U S the, the popular diets and many other diets that have preceded those um, or not preceded, but come since them are developed by men trying to create the image of the woman that they find appealing to them and how to do that. So if that's super skinny, you know, if that means you might need some plastic surgery, you know, whatever that is. So a lot of diet culture comes from that, but let's just say it really is your desire and you really want to up-level your health in some way, but you just can't stay with it, right? You just can't keep saying no to the sugar or caffeine or going to the gym or whatever it is you want to do. And so the action is out of balance. Like you just can, that's the problem, quote unquote, you know, I just can't seem to do it. Okay. So that's the problem. Let's look at the other three. What are our thoughts? If the desire is true and it's truly yours, you're fine there. Then your thoughts and, or your feelings, probably both of them, they're usually linked positively or negatively, right? Because when you're feeling all on for something, your thoughts are positive, your feelings are positive and your action keeps going, you know, you've got all, it's all turning on all cylinders because it's all in alignment. But when our action is out of place and our desire is in place, then those thoughts and those feelings are creating stress, diminishment, not enoughness, judgment, something like that. Uh, You know, the whole, who do you think you are, or you start after a desire, a dream, and there's some failure, some things that don't work. And it's that, see, I told you, I don't know what you were thinking. This is never going to work. So it's those thoughts. And then the feelings that are triggered by that, that have gotten the action going offline and may even have you second guessing the desire. So like in my job situation where my desire changed, you know, it had changed and I didn't realize it. When I would get to my thoughts and feelings, they would actually be pretty calm and be like, no, I can feel how this isn't a good fit for me anymore. Like that's part of what helped me realize I had grown out of my dream because my thoughts and my feelings we're very calm and very anchored. Yep. I just realized, you know, sort of like those tulips are yellow. I don't want to manage people anymore. That makes this job not a very good fit. Okay. What am I going to do? You know? And so why is that? If that was a problem for me, well, then I'd have to go look at, okay, so what happened here? Did the desire go offline, which is what I realized, you know, or has, are, is there something there that's um, short circuited the action? So, they, they just, they all interconnect and they all affect each other. The two that are sort of, if you're going to have kind of anchors in it, if you want to think about it that way, or the place you'll most quickly notice you're off kilter is going to be with the action and the desire probably. But the action is actually probably the top way, the easiest way for you to realize if something is a quote unquote problem. Okay. So 
when you can't stay in action over something, then you've got to figure out, that's the call, to have you figure out then what is the real problem, right? Is the problem that I've got thoughts and feelings that are keeping me off an action that supports my desire and I need to take care of those? Or is the problem that I don't really have my desire anymore and I was just talking myself into something that I really didn't want to do or I've outgrown that dream and I didn't realize it? There's no judgment in any of this. And please hear me in that. Like even, you know, when I took that job, I mean, I did it believing that was the best thing for me, you know, and really wanting to do it. And then a month later, I realized I don't. I'm not judging myself for that. That's just life. We get to change what we desire any time we want to. Just because you desire something, you can desire children and then change your mind about it, right? Because there's nothing, we are, our lives and our higher selves, I like to think of as more of a river than a rock, okay? Because we aren't meant to be just like, oh, this is who I am. This is who I always am. I'm always going to want the same things. I'm always going to think the same things. I'm always going to want to do the same things. No, no, no. That would be super boring. Okay. So the problem is not that a desire has changed or you changed your mind about something or whatever. No judgment whatsoever. There's no judgment for all those horrible thoughts that we have. It's just really great to notice them so we can let go of them and they aren't in charge. Because if I have a desire like saving money for something, okay, let's say I want to save money for a new car. I definitely want to buy a new car next year. So if I want to put away 10 grand or something over the next six months, then I'm going to need a plan for that. And I'm going to, you know, I can do that, right? Like I can map that out, no problem. But if I stop taking action on it, if I think of other things, like let's just say I'm going to set, set, because I can do this in my head, save $1,000 a month for the next 10 months, okay? So even I don't need a calculator for that one. But the first month goes by and I do it right because I'm all, you know, it's the beginning. The beginning of a goal is always the easiest part. And then two or three months down the road, I'm making a few excuses and I still got like eight or $900 saved, but not the whole thousand. And then, oh, an unexpected expense comes up. It's somebody's birthday. It's Christmas time, whatever the deal is. And I don't save any money one month, you know, and then I start to realize, wait a minute. I'm six months down the road and instead of $6,000, I have $3,500 or $4,000 or whatever the number is. So my action isn't staying congruent with my desire. So let's go look at this fourfold path. So what is it? It has my desire changed. Maybe I realize I don't really care that much about the car. I would like a new car, but you know, if it takes me a year to get it or a year and a half, that's fine, right? That's good to know. Okay, so now I can change my saving plan or no, you know what? The desire is still there. I really want a car in 10 months. Okay, so what are the thoughts that I'm getting when I'm tempted to spend the money instead of save the money? And how are those thoughts making me feel, right? So that gives me my place to go now and start to look at, to start to dig into and ask myself these non-judgmental questions of just, okay, what's that about? What did that feel like at the time? 
going back to that place where I decided to buy the dress instead of put the money in savings. Okay, so what was happening? Maybe I was telling myself I needed new clothes because I look fat and everything I had, right? Like, and, and the drive for the dress was kind of compulsive or maybe it was something that really had to be done and I just need to reevaluate my savings structure or my savings plan for the next 10 months. It, we're not going for an answer here. There's not a prescribed answer. It's that this is a methodology to help you kind of unpack what is classically unconscious for us. It's in the subconscious and it's just driving us in ways we're not really paying attention to. And all of a sudden it's like, well, crap, it's 10 months later. I have $2,000 and I can't buy the new car. What in the hell happened? You know, and we're just kind of, we were kind of asleep for the whole journey. No, liberation is all about being awake, right? Think about that very literally. Liberation is always about being awake. We cannot walk out of our own prison cell, even if the door is open, if we're asleep, we don't know it. So we've got to stay awake. We've got to stay conscious. We've got to cultivate this consciousness in order to really experience liberation because liberation isn't about buying the car, really. I mean, that's fun, okay? Liberation is about understanding my process, about being awake to my process, about finding the triggers that tried to sabotage me from saving that money so I could buy that car. That's liberation because when I find the things that are sabotaging me in my subconscious and bring them out into my conscious awareness and can choose, okay, no, wait a minute. You do not get to take me off course. Here, I'm going to keep that dress, but now I'm going to figure out how to get an extra $300 saved this month, you know, because I spent last month on the dress or whatever it is. And it's always loving. It's always supportive. Anytime you start going down any avenue of self-judgment, any sort of punishment, guilt, contempt for yourself, any of that, you just know, you know, pull the plug, stop the process. Give me a, give me a message. Let's get a session scheduled because you are gone going down the wrong path. That is not it. Our self-awareness and our self-enlightenment doesn't come from beating ourselves up. So that's the fourfold path. I would love to hear if this resonates for you, if it makes sense, like take a problem you've got and run it through this and start thinking through that. Okay. Like start with either until you get used to it, start with the desire, something you want that you're not getting, or something, the action, something you said you wanted that you're not doing, or something you're doing that you're dreading. That's another way to look at action, right? When I, if I'm doing something I'm dreading, if I'm doing something I'm resenting, then something's wrong probably in the desire category, or some nasty thoughts have gotten in there and turned a desire against me. So use those four things to just sort of investigate, right? Do it as a non-judgmental investigation of this is going to be curiosity. That's a great way to think of it. Better than investigation even. Curiosity to say, hmm, I'm going to look under the hood here and see what's going on and see where I'm getting short-circuited and derailed from what it is I say I want to do or don't want to do and then find the real truth in what I want to 
begin doing or stop doing or or investigate you know from a like a project standpoint maybe you want to look into that more maybe you need to really do some more homework on the that promotion you thought you wanted so bad that you're not getting and oh and you're not actually completing the your resumes or calling the headhunter or whatever right like there's always action that gets broken down or, you know, something in there. So look at that and tell me what comes up for you. If it's a helpful process, if I've just confused the hell out of you, that's okay too. Tell me that um, because I want to create this in a way that you can really use it again on any problem that you have. I do, and I do it with clients. And some of you who are my clients may not have really realized I was doing that because I don't always like announce my you know strategy there because whatever, it's not necessary. But that's the process I've taken you through. And so look ahead too in the coming months here, probably sometime in June, I'll come out with a digital course for this that will take you through each of these in a little more comprehensive way with worksheets and things like that. So you can look forward to that as well. But I can't wait to hear your comments about the, the process and if it resonates with you and you can overlay it, you know, use it as a framework for something that you're struggling with right now. So I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I will look forward to seeing you in the next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I've got some extra bonuses for you today. So check out the show notes. You will see a link to download my free training. This is the newest training I have. It's called People Pleasers Power Training. It's a video series and worksheet that will take you through a very specific process where you will take your power back from a relationship or a situation that has you feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, frustrated, angry, all of the above. So grab that. I also have people ask me about how they actually work with me. And so the easiest way to do that is to book a 15 minute call. So you'll see that link in the show notes and we'll have a conversation about whether now is the right time, whether I'm the right coach and how you would like to engage in that with me. There's also the link to my private Facebook group, Liberate Your People Pleaser. It's a great place to get additional resources and be in a like-minded community. You can also submit a question through the show notes. There's a link for you to tell me what it is that you're wondering, a topic you'd like for me to address on a future episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. So thank you for being here as always. If you can take the time to do it, I love it. If you put a five-star review on the podcast server that you get this podcast from, that always helps us get out to more listeners. So thank you so much. And thank you for being with me on the journey to liberate our people pleasers.